I had written down in my sermon um, to say I'm excited to be with you this morning. Um, I'm more than excited. I am blessed to be with you this morning. What we have seen from our children's choir, from our chancel choir, from our worship together is a small glimpse of what the kingdom of God must be like. It has been a powerful service this morning, and I, I need to share with you what happened yesterday. Yesterday, um, the leaders of our church, the church council, gathered together for a half-day retreat at Scarborough Bluff Plantation. And um, we looked at the big questions for our church. What would this year look like for us as a congregation? What kind of church should we be this coming year as we try to become a church that makes faithful followers of Jesus Christ? So we set our goals and our priorities uh, for the coming months um, just yesterday. And it was such an exciting time to see God inspiring hearts and minds and equipping hands for the work of ministry here at Pittman Park. Get ready, church, because Big things are going to happen this year just from the sense of God's spirit and God's presence alive among our leaders and among our, our children this morning and among the choir and this congregation and the congregation um, across the way in the borough. God is at work in this place. And if we tune our hearts and our minds to his will, great things, even greater things will come. And if that weren't enough, if yesterday morning weren't enough, um, we took a group of leaders from the borough, our contemporary service, um, up to Harvest Church in Warner Robins last night to gain some new perspectives on worship. And they came back excited and inspired about the future of the borough here at Pittman Park. We truly are becoming the church that God would have us be. Well, I've got to ask you this morning. It's the first day of February. How's your New Year's resolution? How many of you made a New Year's resolution? It's okay to raise your hand if you made it. This is not, it's okay. It's okay. A few of us made New Year's resolutions. Um, at the 845 service, when I asked that question, no hands went up. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I thought, everybody here is content with who they were last year, and so we're just going to keep that train rolling. We're just going to be just like we were last year. No growth, no development. We're just going to, we're going to be here. We make New Year's resolutions, and you know this, we make resolutions because we have some vision for who we ought to be and how we ought to live. We have this, this, this thought that we're not done growing and becoming who we ought to be, and so we make New Year's resolutions. Um, I had a friend uh, who, I have a friend who made a New Year's resolution this year. Um, he's been saying it for years that, that um, he needed to lose some weight, and so he decided he's going to join a gym and, and get serious about fitness, and so I called him him uh, back in December. And he said, you won't believe it. I finally did it. I joined a gym. And I was like, oh man, that's awesome. That's so great. You joined a gym. He's like, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Going to get in shape this coming year. Um, and, and so about uh, two weeks ago, I called him on the phone. We were doing, doing some stuff for church business and I said, how's your new year's resolution? He's like, oh man, guess what? I joined a gym. <laughs> I joined a gym. And I was like, you I know you joined a gym. How are the workouts? Oh man, I haven't gotten there yet, but I joined a gym. I joined a gym. All excited about joining the gym. We don't, you don't, you don't, <laughs> your New Year's resolution to get fit is not complete when you join the gym. Joining the gym is just the first step in the process. You have to get up and, and get going to the gym. 
if you want to change who you are. Now, that's funny, and, and, and we all laugh about it. But we're very, we approach our faith in a very similar fashion. A lot of us, we have signed up, right? We have made a commitment to Jesus Christ. Maybe you joined the church. You have signed up. You've crossed that line. But we have never done anything else. We come to worship week after week, excited. Life's going to change today. Fired up. God's going to transform my heart today. And week after week, we leave and we go back to doing the same things that we had been doing all along. We struggle with the same struggles. We're dealing with the same disappointments again and again and again. This morning in the 845 service, we didn't do it here. And so I heard y'all kind of commenting about it. We didn't sing, Lord, I want to be a Christian. Do you know that song, Lord, I want to be a Christian? If Can you help me, choir, just a little bit? It goes, Lord, I want to be a Christian. Y'all can join in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. Perfect. That was beautiful. Listen, congregation, the song goes on. It says, Lord, I want to be more loving in my heart. Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart. Lord, I want to be more like Jesus in my heart. The problem is we sing that song, but we never do anything to make us more Christian in our hearts or more loving in our hearts or more holy in our hearts or more like Jesus. And the reason that happens is because even though we've made a commitment, even though we've signed up, we haven't been intentional about growing in our faith. We haven't been intentional about growing in our faith. Here's a spiritual truth that you need to know, and I want you to write it down because you have pencils in front of you and paper as well. I want you to write this down. What you give attention to is what will grow inside of you. What you give attention to is what will grow inside of you. Now, there's a nice meter to that. Isn't there a little nice meter? Somebody write a song. We're going to say that. We're going to say that together. Are you ready? What you give attention to is what will grow inside of you. Um, it's already been mentioned this morning by Tommy that today is Super Bowl Sunday. Today's Super Bowl Sunday. And so uh, tonight at around 6.30, the, um, uh, the Seahawks, right? And the Patriots. The Seahawks and the Patriots, that's right. I'm a college football guy. I don't pay much attention to NFL football. Um, but there are some of you here this morning who are thinking, if he will just be quiet, I can go home and turn on ESPN and watch the pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-game show. Because I hear, you know, the cast of Friends is going to be on it. I don't know. Uh, but some of you are so, you're like, NFL, that's it. Tom Brady's my man, even though the deflate thing is happening. And, you know, no, 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 Russell Wilson's the guy. He's a dual threat quarterback when he's on the same page. Um, and you're excited about those things. And so you pay attention to those things, right? You pay attention to NFL football. But here's what I want to suggest to you is that what you pay attention to is what is going to grow up inside of you. What are you paying attention to today? Are you so focused on football that that has become your life's obsession? Have you become so focused on business? Your attention has been so driven by business and work that that's what's growing up inside of you. 
What you pay attention to is what will grow inside of you. Think about your life. What are you paying attention to? What has your eye? What has your heart? What are you giving your time to? Take a look at your bank accounts. What are you spending your money on? Because these are the things that you are paying attention to, and these are the things that will grow up inside of you if you're not, if you're not intentional about where you are focusing your heart and where you are focusing your life. Christ calls us to orient ourselves toward Him. God calls us to turn our lives from sin and from the world and toward Him. Let me show you what that looks like. That's not a turning. The Greek word uh, is, is metanoia, and you can impress your friends with that word later on. But the word repent talks, uh, speaks of turning, not just like this kind of turning, but turning 180 degrees from one direction toward another, reorienting your life. Christ calls us to orient our lives around his life and around his will. In the text you heard read this morning, you heard about how the early church was very intentional about focusing their attention and growing in Christ. Do you remember what the church was doing? Do you remember? Acts 2.42 says this, they, that's the early church, were devoted, they focused their attention on the apostles' teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayers. These early followers of Jesus, they didn't just show up to church on Sunday expecting to be changed. They focused their lives on those practices that would help them align their life with Christ's life. Listen to the rest of that section of text down to verse 47. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. But it goes on. It says that because they were doing those things, awe came upon them because of the many wonders and signs that were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, again, intentionality, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. Now, if you have your Bible open, even if it's a pew Bible, I want you to underline these next words. And day by day, because of their intentionality, because of their focus, because of their their Christ-centeredness, The scripture says that day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Because their intent, their, their intentions and their attention was focused on Christ. Because they had brought intentionality to their faith, the Lord was adding to the number day by day those who were being saved. The life change, the life change that perhaps you were looking for even today happens when we bring intentionality to our faith. When we stop going through the motions of doing church and we commit ourselves, our whole selves to God and to one another, that's when transformation takes place. But unfortunately... Unfortunately, we treat our faith like my friend treats his gym membership. We are unintentional about how we employ spiritual growth and development in our lives. We love coming to this place. I love coming to this place. But our lives aren't transformed because we're not being intentional 
about growing in Christ. I can hear my friend saying, you know, it's nice to know that if I ever wanted to go get on a treadmill, that there's one there at the gym waiting on me. I imagine that some of you might think, you know, it's nice to know that if I ever wanted to join a small group or a Sunday school class or a life group, that there's one waiting for me. That's not where I am right now. It's nice to know that if I ever wanted to to really dive deep into Scripture and into accountability, that there's a group that meets on Monday, a group of guys that meets on Monday that'll pray and, and, and lift you up. It's nice to know that, but, you know, I'm not ready for that yet. And we wonder why we don't look any different this year than we did last year. I would suggest to you that it's because we have not been intentional about growing in Christ. Folks, I heard said last night by a good friend of mine, Jimmy Towson, he said this, he said that change is the measure of growth. Change is the measure of growth. If you are not seeing your life changed by the power of God, then you are not growing. If this year looks the same as last year, then you're not changing. And if you're not changing, you're not growing. And whether you're trying to lose weight or grow closer in your walk with Christ or just get some peace in your life, the key to change is intentionality. If you want to be a stronger follower of Jesus Christ, you've got to get intentional. If you want to see change, you've got to get intentional. Something has to change for you to have different results this year than you had last year. And here's what I believe. I believe that if we as a church get intentional, if we devote ourselves to God's word, if we devote ourselves to teaching and to fellowship and to sharing and to prayer, I believe that if we do those things, that God will do here at Pittman Park just what God did in the early church. I believe that God will add day by day to our number those who are being saved. The miracle that happened in the early church can be the miracle that happens at 1102 Fair Road, Statesboro, Georgia, 30458. The miracle of people finding life that truly is life in Jesus Christ can happen here if we'll but cultivate God's Word and the light of Christ in our life, in our lives. Our children saying, we are the light of the world. We are a city on a hill. If we let our lives shine brightly with the light of Christ, others will come. Not for the big thing that happened at Pittman Park, but for the hope and the peace and the joy that is evidenced because of our relationship with Jesus Christ individually and corporately. God is not done with Pittman Park. We are still striving to be the church that God would have us to be in 2015, in 2025, and in 2035. But becoming that church begins with being intentional. Would you pray with me this morning? Lord, help us to do more than just want to be Christians in our hearts. Help us to become intentional about our spiritual growth. Help us to find the opportunities that we need to experience your grace and your love anew. Give us courage to stand up for you. Give us hope that in every circumstance and at every time you are with us.
shining your light and showing us the way that we should go. This we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen.